ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third edition of Inside Finn. Uh, I am here with friend, musician, actor, friend, uh, Eric Fellenstein. Uh, Eric Fellenstein, hello. Hello. So, woo! The people outside, they're going crazy. Where are they? Um, they're going to show up. They're, oh, wow. they're going to be here. You didn't, yeah. So... Uh, Mr. Fellenstein, I appreciate you being here. Um, this is actually, you're my first friend that I've ever interviewed in the van. Well, um, Notice before I said friend twice. and that's, There's so many. And now um, it's three times. It's <laughs> three times a friend. Which is an unfriend. <laughs> it goes back and forth. It negates itself, so you got to be careful. Are we currently on friend? You just said it again, so now we're good, I think. Okay. I think All it's right. a positive. Right. Um, so we know each other, and we exchange friendship. Mm-hmm. It's five, words? number five. Got to be careful. I, this, we're gonna have to stop it. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna ruin this entire thing. Um, so, I, it's interesting because I normally, you know, don't know a ton about the people that I'm interviewing, but you, I know some degree of somewhat. Um, but for I guess people that don't know you, which might be some people. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> You'd be hard pressed to find someone who doesn't know Eric Fellenstein. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, who, uh, who, who are you? Who, like, who, who are you? What do you spend your time doing? Um, yeah. Who are you and what do you spend your time doing? Well, well, for those, um, people that have been hiding under a rock in the desert, um, who haven't heard of me, um, (laughs) I, God damn, what am I? Who am I? I make some music, as you said, uh, have done some acting stuff, um, mostly theater stuff but i've done a little bit of video game work and um sort of trying to get more out of that so i can do more of the music stuff i just launched a solo project called pathlete mm-hmm. um which is a long time coming that i've been putting together for a long time before that and still I play in a gypsy jazz band which is where i've learned a lot about music making and sort of the uh, production and marketing side of all of that um, and still playing with those guys it's a nice sort of backbone gig that I'm able to pay rent doing that sort of thing and then do silly projects like Pathlete um, I bike a lot I like biking um, as you know and mm-hmm. as you also like biking for sure biking is I the honestly best. think that it's you you personally got me into I had a bicycle before I like became friends with you but it's you that made me realize that Denver as a city unlocks with a bicycle like i mean most cities i think i think it's the best way to see it i but i'm still i just got a new bike i had um the bike i had before was like i was really trying to go hard this new bike is like got these fat tires so i'm not worried about going fast which Mm. means i'm exploring even more Mm. and i'm still like i grew up here i grew up in arvada which is like 20 minutes outside the city and i'm still finding parts of the city that i didn't know existed like Mm. even like south cap hill is so much bigger and so many mm. cooler houses than I knew were there. For sure. All because of the bicycle. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm actually, I actually don't know you pretty much when you were explaining all of those things. One, I remembered stuff that you do that I'm like, oh yeah, he does do that. Uh, That's good. Wh- One of us does because <laughs> I, I don't know, music and I don't know. Uh, wh- when you first started, like, do you feel like as a kid, because you, you played sports, you like grew up, so, like you played soccer and stuff like that. Do you feel like there was like a period of time in your life where you were like, all right, I want to take this more seriously. I want to devote time and energy to that. And then what, w- one, which of those disciplines was it and what made you want to do that? Yeah. Um, 
Can I put my foot up here? Sure. This yeah, absolutely. This is uh, me, casual. Mi casa es tu casa. Cool. Yeah. We're inside. Your, your fame, bed baby. is my foot palace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did sleep here last night and will sleep here tonight. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I can feel the sleep under my butt. Um, yeah, it's. A g- I mean, like, it's not like I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm doing the thing full time, the the arts thing, but um, you know, I no one does know me, but those like just being able to do that people will ask often like how'd you get into it like was there what was that like singular moment that you were like oh got struck by lightning now i want to play violin forever <laughs> um and it's for me and I, I think a lot of people share this or some people but um like there was not that singular moment it's sort of just a series of like it was the thing that i liked doing and just i was just doing it mm. you know um I did, yeah. Growing up, it was violin and soccer were the two things that I did, and I got quite good at soccer. Um, but in high school, because of there was like some political, this coach, you know, that I don't know. There's we've talked about like for sure, it just makes it less fun. Yeah, how, yeah. They can they can ruin a sport. Um, and it was at the time where like one season you'd be playing high school, and then like fall season was high school, and then spring season was club. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to do that one year of not doing high school. That was where the drama was. For sure. And just doing the club season. But I, oh my gosh, you regress so quickly. Mm. As I've found recently, I've, like, I try to, you know, juggle like recently. <laughs> Joe and I, an old roommate <laughs> from years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago. Right. Three weeks, it feels like a lifetime. To be right. I just moved for the viewers at home. Um, for the three of you. Or, you know, the hundred, <laughs> thousands. <laughs> three. It's accurate. I What's have up? faith this will grow, but <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> it is, well, it does. It takes some of the pressure. It's, you know, because it yeah. is, well, to, to call it in the room, you know, it's interesting because I know you. There's, like, a lot of topics that we've talked about. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, I want to talk to Fallenstein because I think we have, like, some degree of, you know, good conversations. But then all of a sudden it's like, I have, you know, we have cameras on in the van and there are going to be three people that watch it. So there's the same thing as like, for more or less, having a conversation right. that we normally do. But it's more formal. You like get, I'll never forget, I, um, for a school project in uh, college, I think it was, had to interview my grandfather. Mm. And it was like, it was a really cool experience because that formality made us like get together and I had to like press recorder. This was like serious. Mm-hmm. And it, I never would have just like pulled him aside at a family gathering and been like, so tell me about like, um, like your college years, you know, yeah. what I forgot what we were talking about. Yeah. But it actually made for a really nice, this like weird, you know, structure that is the interview. For sure. You actually like, I, I got some, some good, good stuff out of them and still sure. somewhere have the recording, I think, which is kind of cool too, which is yeah. another yeah, it's good. motive of yours, right? Yeah. To just 100%. sort of have like, what were you doing at this period of time in your life? Um, right, right. And then it is interesting. I'm genuinely like, I don't know. You you hear some people have like podcast conversations. I'm like, oh, people are just talking. And I'd like to get to that spot where I actually am not focused on, am I holding this microphone? Like, are these other things like actually like working and actually to be able to be like fully in the conversation? Um, and I think the only way that I'm going to be able to do that is by talking to people more. Right. Um, yeah. And eventually getting it to be second degree. Um Second degree. Yeah. Second degree <laughs> <laughs> interviews. Yep. Second degree. Um, old saying. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So to the th- all the three people who are watching this, thank you for being here. So uh, 
So, okay, uh, you just released, let's just like hop into currently what you're doing. You just released Pathlete. Uh, I thought it was really, really good. Um, you. Besides, you know, there were a lot of people talking a lot of trash about it. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> uh, what what was the most difficult part of that project? And what um, what did you find that like I don't know what, what was what was most difficult that you didn't expect to be, and then what was like easiest that you expected to be kind of hard? Um. Uh. Well, yeah. You and I have found a lot of solace like talking to each other that you're starting a project, mm-hmm. you know. And I just finally released the first part of this project, but it's only like the wheels have just barely hit the mm-hmm. road you know it's so far to go yeah so many people release the first thing and then walk away mm. and i i mean that's overall the hardest thing for me is that it's a never-ending process mm. there's something beautiful in that there's always stuff to do there's always like learning to happen mm. there's never like a summit where like cool i'm as good as i'm ever gonna be i released everything that i had to say yeah. i'm done time to die you know yeah, yeah. it's always like there's always more and so there's something again beautiful about that when it's something that you like yeah you're continuing to do it um that's for sure the hardest part though because um as we've talked about this conversation we've had a lot of times like starting something uh, you know, having the idea super easy, mm. especially in this day and age, mm. it's really doable. Everybody has access to, you know, amazing film equipment, recording equipment, digital audio workspaces or editing software. Like they can be creators with tools that like far exceed what, you know, uh, Kubrick had access to early in his career sure. or like um, Francis Ford Coppola. Like they had to get a budget, get a lot of people together to like make a thing. Oh yeah. Um, and someone who like knew how to do it. I was, I was watching and again, we've talked about this before, but I was watching, I think it was, um, it was an interview with Casey Neistat's brother, Van Neistat, where he's like growing up making films in like, you know, the eighties, nineties, we didn't have access to our two favorite filmmakers on YouTube talking about how to actually specifically do this. And I was realizing that about like also even like a restaurant or something. Right now, you know, there are, I guarantee, 100 people on YouTube trying to be like, how do you start a restaurant? Like, what are the best practices? I can look up, like, all of this infinite degree of knowledge. Where before it was like, do you have a cousin that knew how to start a restaurant? Because that's, like, the only thing that you might... And even then, that's, like, access to one person, and this is the way that they ran it. Yeah. No, you truly... Um, I mean, you can do it completely from your bedroom. Before, like, you know, yeah, to learn film editing, you had to sort of apprentice with somebody Mm. because i I mean there's a lot of really expensive technology but you had to like see someone else doing it learn from them and there's this cool like you know you could see the line of like teachers and students sharing sort of similar like eyes and timing Mm. you know inclinations or whatever but now yeah like you say you could just you know everybody has posted stuff to youtube especially in like the film and music realm Mm. Because these are people who like know how to create packages of stuff that are shareable and watchable and stuff. And mm. so they, when they are like, oh, I just figured out how to do color correction, they're like going to post a video about oh, yeah. it. Um, so especially there's a ton of information. And it's just, you know, and even aside from even that, like freaking TikTok is like so, that's sure. what it is, is making it as easy as possible to create. For sure. Um, and so it's incredibly easy to have an idea to start a project to be like, I want to, you know, release an album. Yeah. Um, it's the final 2% that's mm. the hardest part of bringing it to completion because 
for something like an album, you know, you, you can get it to demo stage decently quickly. You know, writing is hard, putting lyrics together. Like, they're hard in their different ways. But even, like, lyric writing, it's that final bit. Mm. You have, like, a general aboutness. But in its completed form, there's always, like, a couple things that kind of keep sticking in your side and letting it sit for long enough that you're able to, like, oh, like, that's, that's what that needs to be and mm. polish them out. Um, just yeah pushing to that 100% rather than I've started so many things in mm. my life I've started so many projects you know for whatever reason this one clicked that I could see what I wanted the final product to be for sure and I had a lot of stoke to bring it there for you sure know? I, I like I said I've been writing stuff for a long time and was frustrated with myself not having produced the stuff that I was writing for a long time but I found that I was just like too early on and the stuff I was writing was really bad for sure and part of me knew that and I wasn't bringing it to its final form because it didn't deserve it mm. you know and finally I have stuff that's like starting to deserve that tremendous amount of time that goes into it because mm. it is a tremendous amount of time well that's actually a question that I have for you specifically because I do look up to you in a variety of like creative endeavors um I remember the first time that I saw you in a show and what was I saw you do a stage reading of True West which like it ended up being like the play that I did for like how to read a play and stuff like that. It's like really, I've looked up to a lot of the stuff that you've made. How do you define what deserves to come to fruition and what doesn't? Because I like, so currently, I mean, this project is a great example of that where it's like, I'm like, I don't know how to do stuff. And, and I'm so, there's so much noise. There's so much noise on like the internet. And for, for, a 99% chance this will just be more noise but there's that initial period of time between like I have to learn how to like actually make stuff before you can create something that is good enough to go into a world that you feel like proud of um, where do you come to your mind space where like what are you like creating what is noise and like what is something that is like worthy to be kind of put out into the world whether it be a video a play like a, like music like wh where do you kind of come in on space yeah oh man yeah if i <laughs> if i knew the answer to that question i think i'd like be way more efficient <laughs> for me the we've talked about taika waititi's strategy for writing a screenplay is mm. basically to write it and then put it on a hard drive and set it aside for like at least a year and a half maybe three years and then after that period of time come back read it once and then rewrite it from memory and then do that again and it's just that time thing mm. and i think time is a huge thing where you know some things something's not totally working and it's literally just one little thing that's in the way mm. and then with enough time you're like oh now that's not there and it like explodes and comes to life <laughs> and so many other things it's like not working and you like keep trying things and keep trying things and you're like i just i don't think it's gonna work. i don't think this is like yeah a thing you know yeah and that only comes <laughs> with in my experience with time and uh it's yeah just putting in that time to realize what the good ideas are and again over time you get better at knowing how to create good ideas and um we've talked about this is i feel like this is just a regurgitation <laughs> yeah, of like, from that conversation before for sure but for the three people we'll clue you in <laughs> yes. um that you know this is every meal that me and Eric have. Is this like some <laughs> version of this conversation on repeat? And every time we get like 10% more nuance and it's like, oh, that's right. I agree with that. 
and then it's just like having a hundred meals right now and eventually eventually we'll get it eventually we'll get it or at least like we'll have the theory we could write a textbook (laughs) about it whether or not we'll actually be good at doing it ourselves yes Yes. um but yeah just that like uh, the the ira glass thing of of you Mm. know if you have taste it's really hard in the the beginning um i forget what the exact quote is but basically you can't quit at that point because you have the taste. You will mm-hmm. get there if you keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the only reason you got started is because your taste is good, right? And the only reason it feels so bad when you're making stuff is because your taste is good. I think that's the part of why it, you know, why it feels bad is because the taste is there. A lot of people get started in it because it's fun. Mm. All this stuff is fun, like dancing around on stage or like getting to like make music. It's all mm. super fun. Um, people have varying degrees of tastes, you know, and I'm like, I'm pretty dickish when it comes to certain <laughs> things. I definitely like have opinions on stuff. Mm. Um, but that also like, I have opinions on my own stuff and I have hated almost everything that I've made mm. forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finally with this album, like getting to a place. I'm like, okay, that it deserves to exist in the world. Yeah. And, um, that kind of comes back to answer the original question is that, um, like whether or not people will like it. Mm. In just my own purview, um, does this thing, like, does it, is it its truest version of itself? Mm. And, you know, is it worthy of existing in the world? Yeah. It doesn't matter if anybody listens to it. If it just, like, sits there on the shelf and I look at it every, every once in a while, I'm like, ah, nice. Yeah, yeah. That, that is that is the truest form of what that was supposed to mm. be. You know, it's so funny because I've, I've also often one mentally would be like oh, i'm creating stuff like i want attention for it or like i want it to like exist but then whenever anyone's like hey that was really good i'm like oh thanks and like it's it's nice like i'm not like it's not like i'm not like oh yeah i don't give it like it, that really is nice but there's like something about if you're making something and you're just like you did it and you like feel good about it it's almost like i almost feel like at certain times it's like compulsive like in a sense where it's like if i like do, if i go through like extended periods of time where i'm not doing my work I just like feel kind of gross, you know? And so it's like, if you can get to the end of it and just be like, oh, like I made that. And like, yeah, you, you do feel proud of it, you know, yourself. Um, and that's, that's a huge, uh, that's actually a tangible way to differentiate it. I've definitely done a lot of things that people liked that mm. when they said nice job, I like my gut reaction would be like, ah, yeah, but it, the second bit kind of dragged, right? Like, and yeah. you know, like pinpoint all the things. And then I've also made stuff that, you know, when people say, hey, nice job, I'm like, oh, thank you. And yeah. I, I, because I think it was a nice job. Yeah. I've done shows, you know, plays where I wasn't stoked about the performance and it hurts to get a thank you because you're mm. like, it wasn't as, it wasn't as good as it could have been. And then other places where, I mean, part of it is getting better at accepting compliments, which is a thing. It's For hard sure. to do. It seems like a strange thing, mm. but I, I actually met someone you know. in Mexico City this past uh, week. Um, that was so good at accepting compliments. I, I like. I still have yet to distill it, but I was like, he was. He's the brother of the my friend's new wife. That's a confusing thing, but he. I was like, he like you know he goes to school out in California, and it was just like you know just like really brilliant in a lot of things. And I would just like finish saying something that was like nice. He's like, oh, thank you very much. Like and it was like genuine. <laughs> and I was like, you received it, and I was like. How do I do that? You know right. what I mean? Like that's yeah. uh, that's awesome. You know, I feel good. You feel good. I've uh, I've found in my little experience, it's literally just that. It's like keeping it super simple. Mm. Of saying just like thank you. Yeah. You know, not receding into like not even going there in your brain of like 
yeah, but you know, like all yeah. this stuff, even if you don't say it, like that comes across. Mm. If you're just there in that moment and just say, thank you. Yeah. And even if you are stoked about it, what I've been doing recently, um, which is also not good is like people are like, Hey, you know, nice job on the album. And I'm like, ah, thanks. Yeah. It's a fun, you know, I'm glad it's finally out there. Glad to whatever, like that is sort of walking over what is a very nice gesture on their mm-hmm. part. You just be like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's it. it. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> you that's keep going. It's it sort of is like negating sure. the very nice thing that they just did. For sure. No, that's good. I, and I honestly, like I almost, um, this isn't directly, well, maybe, I don't know. I can't tell if it's related or not because it's still a half form thought. But I, I was like, I can't remember I read this online about like people that were meeting celebrities or something like that. Obviously, <laughs> not this case at all. But it was like when you're like meeting someone, people are like, oh, like I love you so much. Like this is like a great thing, and people are like, unco- like a lot of times, like they're uncomfortable by that almost thing. But like if you say like, hey, like thank you so much. Like that thing that you made like brought enjoyment to me, which it's like they can't negate that. You know what I mean? It's not like I love you. It's like you don't know me, but it's like oh, like you made this thing like, and I appreciate that, and you made that. It's like just kind of like. Like almost to a certain point, that's just pure. That's just what that is. Like you made this. It was. I enjoyed it. Thank you. I'm happy that you enjoyed this thing that I made. And then you can just move on from that. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Separate question. What do you think makes? What do you think is the difference between uh a like a good actor and someone that's an incredible actor? Like, what do you think divides that? I'm intense question. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. Oh my gosh. Um. I have so many theories. Like, even though I'm trying to regress out of theater, like, that's where I have my most ardent opinions. Mm. I often feel, I feel like a hack in the music world, you know, and like I'm barely like figuring shit out. But in for whatever reason, the like narrative storytelling world, I'm like, no, I know how to make good stuff. I'm real good <laughs> at it, even though I've made very little. Well, but it is well, you know, I you know my opinions on you in the theater world is that you are still to this point the strongest actor that I've ever seen from close proximity um so i with the way i explain the way i explained which is nothing but like i because i haven't done with that many people but i've seen you in a couple different things and i've seen enough shows to have like at least some opinion on that uh, but the way i explained to you two people is i'm like i don't know like i'm like he's the strongest actor that i know and for some reason he's doing music and i don't have any context for what makes someone good at music but i'm like he must be really good at music if he's like choosing to do music over acting um Mate, I mean, well, you have some thoughts. I the the thoughts which I think you have expressed that I think makes sense is you have much more creative control in the music realm over what you're doing right. as opposed to acting. It's like someone else's like thoughts and opinions on you. It's like, are you the right fit? Do you look the right part? Do you have a good feel? Not to mention, like, it's not in your hands at all. I mean, on the previous point, like Michael Jordan was really good at basketball, but he left for baseball for a little bit, mm. which was you yeah. know. That's not what he was best at, but it was he wanted to do it for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. And this is, you know, you do. You have a way more creative control, and especially in this day and age, um, both things are present. You know, you're creating the entire package when you're starting a band. You're making the videos, you mm. know, doing... I, you basically can take on as much as you want and really make it its own living, breathing narrative art. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, like, create a really interesting identity with it. Mm. Um, if you want to, you can also outsource all those things, have somebody else make the videos or whatever. But, um, there's like opportunities to flex all those muscles in music. Um, and again, to be able to say my own words in my own way and not have to rely on so many, you know, freaking toothpaste commercials or whatever (laughs) else where you just, I mean, and to me that is like, I've been in like one maybe two shows that i really believed 
in the mm. thing that I was doing, and I really thought it was a great product. Mm. You know, everything else, there's been a majority where it's like, this is, you know, it's like the cast, it could have been better casting, the script isn't great. It's like there's so many variables to fuck mm. up. That's why, like, a great movie or great theater is a really mind-blowing thing because there's so many people involved. Mm. It's such a, like huge process yeah. and like the, the whole concept of like a weakest link there are plenty of places for like there to be a weak link that can let the entire show just kind of specifically fall apart. on the yeah the leadership end you know mm. that like here in denver colorado there's not a lot of you know like really great leaders who can assemble the team that needs to be there and all that. like yeah they tend to go elsewhere for you sure know? um is that something because well, to me in my brain space it's like i do think so i that was in college i actually had trouble because i had done so little little theater that like every time i see a show i'd be like that was that was incredible like it was all it was all so good because it was also like new to me but you do have some like relatively strong thoughts and opinions on that and then to kind of a previous space of like that ira glass like potentially just a very high category of taste do you like is that something that you desire to do at some point like to direct or be like in control of like a creative team or is that like yeah i'd love to but it is super it's very competitive and yeah. i mean that's sort of that's you know definitely an underlying thing with the music side is like i'm able to make a lot of stuff and if i've made it myself that's sort of a resume in some sense that i can you know be working on all of these um mm. different processes and use that to direct instead of like going to you know nyu you know the tish yeah. uh, like and like trying to get connections and like getting a master's in cinematography or whatever and like getting to know people um in some sense maybe being more free to work on my own things mm. and then yeah maybe one day like write a thing and try to um have the terms be that i also direct it yeah it would have to be really good in order to do that yeah. to be a fresh new thing but yeah um well, and to yeah. the degree that we were talking about before, the internet also, I feel like, to a certain sense, kind of democratized that process as well, where, you know, before, you know, it's 1980, you got to go to New York. That's the only place people are. And the internet doesn't exist. And now it's a toss-up. I really do feel mixed on both because now it's like everything is online. In theory, if you're good enough, it will get seen. But then also there's just so much more, right? That like You, you still have to be there. You yeah. still very much because... It's ridiculous how much happens away from the art itself. Mm. It's all about rubbing elbows with the people, you mm. know. It like when I I've, the big theater in town is DCPA, and like when I've gone to do shows there, you know, all the opening night parties for all these things have everybody in the local theater scene there. Mm. And if you can, um, I mean, Ina Marlowe, a great teacher, sure. we both had, had she would just have this like cutting good advice of like yeah you you go to those you go to all those parties you have a drink you don't have too many like you don't get drunk yep you like but you seem natural like yep. you fit in and you know it's there it's you know just f it's making them think that you're like yeah fooling them that you're like a good person to work with mm -hmm. and like a nice person and all of this um that's always sort of one of the bummers i'm i tend to be kind of bad at that or at least the instigating like going out mm. to the event sort of thing once i'm there i i kind of do okay yeah but um that's such a huge part Side of it of i know so many people who you know 
lack a little bit of talent but make up for it because mm. they're so good at that other side for that sure they're like everybody just likes them and it's like i don't care if he's the best you know he's just yeah. like such a nice guy i yeah. just want to like be in a room with him you know for sure, for <laughs> that's, sure. and i mean that's every industry yeah you know? but um yeah it's yeah, it's, it's even more apparent in something like acting where it's like we're all acting all the time, so everybody's technically practicing it all the time. It's like very clear if somebody's a bad trumpet player, mm. and even if they're a really nice guy, like you're still not gonna hire them, you know? Because you're like, <laughs> we still have to like make good music. That still happens in the music realm, but uh, again, there's Maybe like a, high a, a drop off bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah. in the same way where like you can get in pretty big. Hollywood, you know, big budget movies be like that person. Like, what were they doing? They're terrible. <laughs> they don't know how to act. Ayy, but they're just like, like yeah, either yeah, yeah, extremely good looking or fun to be around. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Or just another. I mean, yeah, relying on that in all of the in both of those spaces, there's a lot of like climbing ladders and like gross politics stuff where you have to like if you want to direct in theater, you have to assistant direct a bunch for sure and like go through this bullshit thing that winds up making people who are who enjoy that bullshit process and in my mind like they wind up making bullshit because oh, yeah. they like they don't have their ear to the ground they don't know what the truth of the moment or the situation or like the world is yeah and they wind up making a lot of preachy like just garbage stuff that i don't know <laughs> a lot of that everyone theater. that's ever been in a show with you is gonna be like oh wow i really thought that <laughs> i'm not saying that people. no not the yeah these are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, not not in stuff necessarily. I'm just saying in, in general. Gen yeah, shows that you've stuff, seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It takes a tremendous amount of humility, and people who are craving the spotlight for the sake of the spotlight tend to not have that. And like, if you don't have this impulse of like hating most of the things that you do, and like really having consideration for other people's time, mm. you know that they're putting in the time, and that's not for you to just like be glorified for a while like you should like that's a huge privilege and oh, a yeah. huge responsibility they're giving you some other time we're all gonna die someday <laughs> we don't have infinite time yeah you know people who are abusing that and don't take on the responsibility of like i don't know if they make stuff really taking it or making bad stuff really taking it to heart yeah um well and then, then it gets it is that toss-up too between it's like you know what in the same degree like you know the first time you're directing a show it's probably like, not gonna be this killer show and so uh, you know I, and that's actually a spot that i both with like myself and with other people like struggling to figure out that space between like grace between like oh like you are creating something at this point but also at a certain point it's like you have to be able to be like yo you're a professional and like you got to be able to like again handle people's time if you're getting if you are entrusted with the authority in that space um to like use that authority well and it's funny it was something that i was realizing the most recent time i did um stand up i went to an open mic and obviously i haven't put in like that many hours with stand up but this thing that i the most recent time that i did it i realized i was like i was at this open mic for three hours and i did three minutes and like just from like a um, current like selfish like person, I'm like, is this the most efficient way for me to be spending my time? You know, like like I I if you need to really love the world that you're in, it's like I and that's I currently this spot I'm in debate of. It's like, do I love it enough to be able to like spend that time? And then you got to factor in like, well, what? How much am I like afraid of actually doing? You know, there's there's so many confounding variables, um, but pretty much all of them take a relatively significant degree of time. Yeah, and to loop back to like a long ago question of how I like got into these things, that's the thing. It just it's not really 
there isn't really another option. I just keep, you keep doing those things mm. because you kind of have to. <laughs> and it's, you know, it almost doesn't matter that you're putting in all that time, you know, aside from, you know, the three minutes on stage at the hangs, you know, writing, pulling your hair out, you know, all mm. this. It's, you know, that all sucks and it's like really unpleasant, but it's not, you know, it's like, what else would I be doing? For sure. <laughs> this is like the most, those three minutes when they're good, mm. you know, and when you validate all of those hours, like, like crack moly. cocaine, man. Yeah. It was good. so good because it's, yeah. Cause it's not just, it's not just your high, like mm. the ability to make a high in someone else mm. is deep, man. Like mm. that's, that's, I've never really thought about this, but that's like one of the big things I think at least I'm chasing is that all these things are drugs. You know, you're, you're getting a community of people together. You're releasing all kinds of, you know, endorphins or serotonin or whatever else, you know, it's a like pretty intense experience to go to a concert mm. or to be at a stand up club watching stand up. And when somebody's killing, mm. you know, I, that's just saved me so many times that mm. like I've been in a bad place and some stand up special or a movie or some other thing it just sorts me through like a comb and puts me exactly where I'm supposed to be mm. because it's so good and it just, none of that matters. And that like, I haven't found a drug that does it that well, mm. you know, alcohol and weed just sort of like muffle it down and maybe you don't think about it as much and sometimes they amplify it more. Yeah. But like, this is like, it gives you a completely fresh frame of mind mm. and the ability to do that for somebody else is pretty fucking cool no you know? i don't know i haven't made much stuff i don't or any stuff maybe yeah that has been able to do that but that's in some sense what one is chasing and then on the other side it's just like you know really yeah. fun and rewarding to do as well well two things two true that true s thing that i talked about before and also you are in anthony's zoo story i both both were very 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 enjoyable that i uh have had that feeling a couple times with other i think really good pieces of things that are created and both of those are Things that have invoked that from me, from performances that you've been a part of. Um, what, like, what, what is, what's like next for you? What are you like? What, are, where are you at right now? Like, what's, what are you gonna be doing? What's like taking up your time these days? Um, yeah. Um, so I just, uh, I forgot to do a a, a week um, after like post to be like, thanks everybody. It's been a week that oh, yeah. the album's been out, but it's just over a week. Yeah, week and a couple days that this album's been out. So right now the MO is to not let momentum drop. Cool. To like keep going with that. And um, the idea at the moment is to um, do some covers um, with my own sort of production, my own take on it. I, I don't know if this, this project is sort of like a high production thing. I'm still also releasing stuff under my own name because mm -hmm. I'm mainly, I don't know, it's nice to be able to do just a... Um, you know, open acoustic sure. single violin sort of thing. And I don't know how much to muddy or blur those worlds. If I like, if it's confusing, if the Pathlete brand has like some acoustic stuff or yeah. if I should just like keep that, that's thing and do my own. But what, regardless, um, some covers and I have, um, a couple tunes I'm excited about that I'm trying to, um, yeah, just, I, I just moved and today finally put like everything away. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Which I've been in this place for quite a while, but um it had a very avant-garde feel before, you know. It's very, right. you know. Mm. <laughs> there's like this there's an interview with um Bjork that um <laughs> she has this like 
it's in her house when she's young, you know, just coming up. And it's this massive living room. It's like a big house with no furniture. And there's like a small little keyboard over here and like a microphone that's like half, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it looked like a weird college, you know, it's giving a huge budget oh, to yeah. a college kid. And they're oh, like, yeah. I just need my keyboard and my microphone <laughs> <laughs> to like push, push at things and, you know, be Bjork. That's so funny. That's yeah. so funny. Um, but yeah, mostly trying to keep momentum with that. I, I, and I'm kind of adamant about the acting thing. I like turned down an audition for a video game project mm. to like, Commit feel like to for at least, yeah, the time I have to like at the moment, like really be deliberate, you know, if too many other things oh, yeah. pull me into many other directions, then it's going to slow down. Oh yeah. I don't that's know. Like, I don't know. I think that there is a certain degree of maturity in that as well. And that's something that, uh, I just read this article, um, It'll be it'll be in this week's What You Need Wednesday. Will this be released for Wednesday? Almost certainly not. Today's Tuesday, um, so it would be in a previous version of that. But it was um, it was a Wall Street Journal article called "The Paradox of Efficiency," and it's like as you get more efficient, you're like, oh, tight, I can do this project, and I can do this project, and I can exercise. Like I have those three things done. But also, like I'd like to be like getting more dinners with people, and also it's like, well, I also like I kind of want to get into like doing this, and I want to play tennis, and also it's like, well, it'd be learned, it'd be cool to like learn how to put solar on the van, you know, and so it's like. The more stuff you do, the factually, the more stuff you think you can do. And then you just are in this infinite place of um, doing more stuff. And eventually you'll get to a spot where one, either you break or something falls or something like like breaks like that. Um, and it's hard because you almost have to switch into a different mental headspace of being. It's like, I'm actually going to keep this bandwidth open to be able to do stuff that I actually do care about. Um, and just knowing that factually as human beings there's going to be opportunity costs like i cannot do everything that i want to do nor can you nor can anyone um despite how much of like the myth of you know some awesome productivity system or to-do list or setup or flow or you know some wonder drug um, right yeah well i'm part of that there's in my view a bunch of like there's different types of tasks you mm. know there's things that i can do um basically like creative energy is very different from like just getting shit done mm. you know like if i have to vacuum my floor mm. like i could do that after a long shift at work or like <laughs> you know in the middle of the night or in the morning like yeah. that's just a mindless thing yeah. there's a lot of tasks you've always been like a midnight that. vacuumer i feel like i do fuck you. the neighbors yeah. you know? that's what i always say <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know in when you're like making stuff uh, the creative side the uh, either writing or mostly writing yeah um you only have you have very little fuel for that mm. for me at least it gets expended you know every day mm. and you know i really have to be deliberate about like what that creative thing is if i'm spending time you know learning lines and going deep into a character and getting stoked about that then that's less fuel for these other things mm. and you know so even and also with, you know it is one thing i you know that that something about that daily kind of thing of only knowing so much i think that it is something that you said at one point that really was profound that whole concept of like fishing right where it's like you know you like in order like you don't know it's going to show up each day like and you do you know in theory right you only get so much time fishing right and so it's like if you're going to like put your hook in the water and you know you might catch something you might not catch something but also it's like you can't spend all day fishing you only have so much energy and like what is the things that you want to, you know, fish for, work on, that's something, you know, you might catch something, something magical might 
appear during that session. Um, but you can't, you know, you can't spend all day fishing for all of the different fishes and all the different lakes and all the different streams. Right. And I think it's even, I mean, on that analogy, the other things are like different activities. It's like trying to spend some of your time fishing. Mm. And then the other thing is like hunting. And then the other thing is, you know, painting. Or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's just playing less time or in less likelihood that you're going to get a fish, you mm. know, the more of those things, which again, um, yeah, I don't know. Like fishing itself is again, one of those easy tasks that is mindless. That yep. isn't exactly what I'm talking about yes. with the like cerebral, you know, finite resource sort of thing. Part of that too, though, is that like when you're just doing music, like my brain is in that more often I'm sleeping on it mm. and I'm thinking about it more often. If it's working on other problems to solve, then, um, I don't know. Every once in a while, if you're really stuck on a thing, sometimes getting outside of that, working on something else, like mm. gives you context and you wind up, you know, solving something more quickly or better than you would have just like staying in it. Yeah. But most of the rest of the time, like, I think the secrets to all these things are just like really obsessively working on it. You know, it takes this weird, I haven't had it for most of my life, this sort of obsessive quality you know i never built legos as a kid yeah i, I was like why would you that's so much time you know <laughs> i'd rather just like make some squiggles on a piece of paper and be like oh it's beautiful and then throw <laughs> it away um uh like that process of of sort of obsessing over it like it takes having some part of your brain always sort of trying to crack the code mm. even when you're cleaning your carpets you know in the middle of the night mm. i don't know i don't know that's just for myself i find that i have very little of that space and um or very little of that fuel and i'm trying at the moment to be selective and i think you can like all ebb and flow and go to different things over time yeah but for the moment we're doing this thing and again that involves like part of the thing is like the visual like i'm trying to think up you know some visual ideas for shooting these music videos mm. that's very much a you know narrative thing yeah but it's all in the world of this project rather sure. than going and thinking about you know if it's some Shakespeare piece or even yeah I don't well, know Well, it's just it's also nice to be within the constraints of that where it's like all right you're making a mu- video it's not like you're just making any general video whatever it's like oh cool like what would be a video that would work for like a music video for like this project mm-hmm. and so at least some degree of guardrails it's like oh within that it's just it kind of focuses you, you up a little bit where we've talked about that recently of having uh, a lot of the battle is just having uh, I actually read it today I think it was like it was something it was like it was like a well-defined problem is half the battle or something like that that is a butchering of the phrase no but, but yeah we've talked it's huge huge it's so huge and I mean like I think you had talked about sort of having this feeling recently of just sort of a couple things clicking being mm-hmm. like okay this is what makes sense for me to complete and it kind of doesn't matter how much work that it takes to mm-hmm. get there it's like I know where I'm going. And so the work itself, that's the vacuuming part. Yeah. You know, the cerebral part is like, what is this thing? Where is it going? Oh, yeah. And that's when that's not there, you're just wandering in the wilderness and it's really debilitating. Oh, yeah. Well, you know? I, I, the phrase, the terminology I always use is like the general versus the soldier. Like, I actually feel like it has to be two separate people. And like, it's tough when you're doing your own project, like you said, because with that thing, you can outsource whatever, you could just not do it. Like, you can do music videos, you could not do music videos. And trying to decide, like, all right, what is the battle? Like, what what is the battle? And do I have like the soldiers? to be able to do it. And if you define the battle, it makes it way easier to be like, all right, cool. Like I can just like work on this. Um, but still, even then you do kind of have to choose to some degree, like what is the scope of what I want to work on? Um, yeah. 
which is tough. I'm even thinking that now because there are a billion, there are a billion different things. Um, yeah, but, but it comes again with time. You know, I don't know what clicked. I can only speak for myself with this mm. project. But like, after so long of like, I'd released a single under my name, and like I've you know, like I said, I've been writing stuff forever. But for whatever reason, like about a year ago, maybe a little more, this idea just sort of clicked in place. Of I didn't even have the name yet, mm. but like the general sort of look, the type of sound, incorporating like the stuff that I do, which is strings, you know, getting electronic stuff involved. Um, and it, there was a slow process of like in January, I got an analog synth and I mm. just learned how to do that. And I was releasing these like little short sketches to sort of learn the production thing. Um, these were all like unintentionally, you know, minor steps in achieving, mm. you know, what just came out. Um, and it, that only happened because for whatever reason, this like thing suddenly locked in. I don't I have no idea yeah. why, but I'm glad it did. Um, I'm just like, no, this is like, this makes sense. This feels good. This excites me. Yeah. And like, that's so easy. Like you can put in endless work when you mm. believe in the thing and when you know where it's going, mm. you know, I, I, I still in so many other places, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What am I doing? But yeah. in this one thing, I'm like, it's, oh my gosh, it's so nice. To, that gives it a meaning, you know? It makes it meaningful. It makes every ounce of the process behind it meaningful. Mm. You're like, okay, I had to like drive around to stores getting like sparkles for this video and it spent a ton of money and it took all day and I couldn't find them. But like, yeah. that's all, the, there's, you know, it's for something. Yeah. If you don't know what that something is, you're like, what's, why did I drive to all those stores? Like, yeah. what am I doing with my life? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, that's say, so crucial. It's like a big enough why can surmount any how or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah it's everything. It's, it's true, it's true. Um, okay, well, in the essence of people's time, um, I I think we should call it. Uh, this was great. It was really yeah, good talking was, to you. Those are good those are crazy questions. Those yeah, are big sorry. Questions. There, I, there are questions. There, I just uh, <laughs> half of them were questions. I was like, I think Feldstein have a good answer for this, and not the other ones. Like, ooh, I wonder what he'll say to this because I'm interested in the way your brain works. Um, Back I, at you. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, episode three of Inside Finn, Eric Feldstein, Pathlete. Uh, definitely, you know, give it a listen. Uh, I liked it, and I really. Uh, it was it was so cool. It was so cool because it was like a friend of mine made something that I'm just like, I was just really proud of. It's cool. It's cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm. It's you know back at you with what you're creating with this project. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, let's go continue to have this conversation. But just I know I'm so point. hungry. We're gonna go eat food now. Yes. Yum, yum food. Yum yum food. Yum yum Episode food. Episode three. Inside Finn. We hope you all eat food today, humans. And that's it. That's it. Bop. Bop.